Hello, and welcome to the Who Are You podcast, a weekly discussion on the world of football. On this week's episode, Nolan and I chat about the Champions League results, Man City's financial fair play debacle, Braithwaite's sensational Barca transfer, Getafe's La Liga hopes, and some Celtic and Arsenal chat. Thanks for joining us. Put the kettle on. Cheers. And welcome to the Who Are You podcast, a weekly conversation covering all things in the world of football, the best sports football podcast in the world, or will hopefully be one day. I'm Nolan Braun here with the awesome and lovely James O'Hara. And thank you very much for for joining us. James, how have you been? I'm good, man. I'm good. I'm a little tired, but we're going to do this. Going to do this. With a lot of energy because there's been a lot of of craziness this week, yeah, so far. So. Hopefully it'll be a little bit more exciting than our previous two, where <laughs> yeah. I was getting all the, the uh, Premier League matchups mixed up. I'm predicting the wrong ones or, or forecasting. I'm always the wrong pre- ones. I'm always predicting the wrong ones. So James, first and foremost, the biggest story: How do the Abbotsford Red Devils do? Oh my goodness! Uh, it was a one nothing loss, unfortunately. But uh, like their worst player scored an absolute screamer, Ooh. and I'll go on record to say that. But um, hey. We still play them, I think, two more times. So you can't play. It. You can't win three in a row. So can't. No, but there's always a chance for for redemption. For, exactly. For hope. Yeah. So <laughs> that's what we're hoping for. Well, we'll keep monitoring. It'll be fun to do one live there or something. Just casually chatting. Like, oh, another goal. <laughs> Very true. Okay, James. So let's jump into some of the the stories from this week of football. Um, let's go right into the Champions League stuff. Um, some awesome games there. Um, kind of snuck up on us again. I always love when it does that. You kind of you forget about it for a little bit, then it's like, boom, February. Here you go. Here are some really intense, awesome fixtures. Um, what kind of stood out for you for for those games this weekend? This week, they were all really good games. Um, all four: Liverpool, Atletico, obviously, two huge teams. Um, Should we talk about that one for a little bit. Yeah, let's chat with about that one. Obviously, Liverpool going back to. Um, the stadium they won the Champions League mm-hmm. less than a year ago against Atletico Madrid, who's kind of, I don't know, they just, what they did is they played them, they played the best team, like, very well, you know. Mm-hmm. They weren't, it wasn't that they were, it was an open game or anything. They were trying to close things down. They were being annoying, kind of like how Simone, Simone uh, likes his teams to play. Yeah. Almost like he was as he, like the type of player he was, kind of just annoying, always trying to interrupt play, trying not to get a rhythm going and stuff. Uh, and they won. Obviously, have you you see the post match like interviews with like Van Dyke and Robertson and stuff? They they weren't pleased, but you know, there's you have to play these guys these guys a certain way. Yeah. Or else um, you're just gonna get if you if you play open, you're gonna get rolled over. So. They they played the game, you know. Yeah. It definitely it, it was crazy to see Simone's energy on the sideline because usually that's Klopp, right? But it definitely felt like they got their goal four minutes in, and then they they literally sat in mm-hmm. the last eighty five. Like they had a couple chances. Morata missed an howler opportunity. Yeah, man, he is just. I, I when I was watching, I, he's just not as clinical as people were. I don't know if people think he is, but he's just not as clinical in in front of the in front of goal as. You should be when you're a top level striker, yeah. but like when you're talking about like the energy levels as coaches, Klopp's like a protagonist with his energy, and like Diego Simeone is like like the biggest antagonist. Yeah. you know, so he likes to get under people's skin. He does it almost as like a kind of a trigger and stuff. Mm-hmm. And hey, it worked. Like whether they can go to Liverpool and and get out get a result because it's only a one nothing. Yeah. So they'll they'll they're still their backs up are still up against the wall, yeah. but um, they're a good enough team to do it. They've yeah. kind of struggled in the league this year, or not been as well uh, after their huge investment. But but it was a good game. Yeah. Um, it's it's funny how like we don't really know what a safe lead is anymore for these first legs. It's like because yeah. we saw Barcelona through theirs away. It's like what actually is a safe lead? But and I kind of felt like watching this too. I was like they're gonna go to Anfield. And that's really the game that matters. Like this is like this is great, and like you know Liverpool are down one nothing, but like yeah, no away goal, and you're going to be going to Anfield now in March, and it's like 
can you do it there? Like, can you score once in the four minutes and then just sit deep for the rest of the game? Probably not, right? Like, that's their unbeaten home. That's their yeah. absolute for- the definition of a fortress right now is Anfield for sure. Y- yeah, well, they yeah, they play very well there. Um, yeah, I just think I think I, I think I could see Atletico getting it. You think so? But, you know, Liverpool, regardless, their focus is going to be on the Premier League. So, yeah. Pre- uh, Champions League is very much a secondary option. That being said, I probably still favor them, but I wouldn't be surprised if Liverpool win 2-1 and uh, Atletico go through on away goals. So it just depends on how what what the game plan is and who shows up yeah. and who shows up exactly. It was great seeing Costa though and just like the yeah. the housery that like when he was on Chelsea like I I would yell so much at the TV. Like that was there was a lot of anger whenever he took the pitch. But it was just fun now to be like as a neutral to see him being like, okay, like he's whining everyone up out there. Like he's doing a good job of that. Yeah, like he is. He's definitely like an, another antagonist. But he, when he was at Chelsea, he was just scoring for fun. Mm-hmm. And I think like I, I wish he was still in the Premier League. Like he was, he was one of those kind of fun strikers to watch. Yeah. Maybe the most bizarre exit we've ever seen from a Prem team. The way he just left and, like, was only in Brazil and was like, I demand a trade. It was just, like, it was so absurd. But Is that what he did? I can't even remember how he... Yeah, the year after Chelsea wins, yeah. he just goes to Brazil and was like, no, nah, I want to go to Atletico Madrid. Exactly. And then everyone was like, oh, okay. So it's nice to see Chelsea finally get a striker replacement for him. Abraham, these, yeah. these years later. Um, moving on to probably... The most fun game to watch, which was the Dortmund PSG one. Yeah, goal was just gonna be it was just gonna be goals. Just attacking. <laughs> and we got that. We got that in a two one win for Dortmund. Yeah. Halan getting both? No. Did he get both? He got the one for sure. Yeah, he did get both. He got both. And then Neymar got the other one. Tap in. Wait. Oh, I think Haaland got a tap in as well, to be fair. <laughs> the best tweet I saw was Holland's second goal somebody was like <laughs> cured my erectile dysfunction <laughs> he's he's on fire man he's he's gonna be leaving there probably like in two years for a whole lot more money Bayern <coughs> yeah either Bayern or Man U will <laughs> be like yeah we actually wanted him after after all this time um yeah it was an exciting game to watch the Dortmund teams like over the last little while have always been super exciting mm-hmm um, I actually saw that uh, Amir, uh, Omri Khan just uh, or Emre Khan went on loan from Juventus to Dortmund and then like 18 days later they made the transfer uh, permanent so I guess he's had a good good tryout there um, but yeah they've got a good they've got a always an exciting team over the last couple of years and with yeah. like Sancho they've got um, Pulisic but they didn't oh, have sorry had that Reina kid Gio Reina he's um Cla- Claudio Reina's oh. son um and he's kind of coming he's coming through so they've got they've got an exciting squad San, you know a lot of these guys will kind of chop and change over the last couple of, next couple of years but they have such a good system there that they let these young kids play and it shows you that they can get results against yeah. you know the very best and people like Neymar and Mbappe and you know. yeah, it was weird for Mbappe to definitely be a little bit overshadowed by another like European superstar. That was pretty exciting to see. That is true. Um, he's usually the main ma- or for you know the last season and a bit he's been the the main man. Yeah. So and the hurt continues for PSG and in, in this competition, right? Uh, like I I saw that it was called um, Operation Dortmund was going around the city of Paris and like this this notion of we're going to be the ones to finally do this. Yeah. And just year in, year out, like, they, you know, they play in a league that's not very competitive, and then they, they go into Europe and usually do quite well in the group stage and then just seem to to fall apart. The Neymar stuff with that's been a little bit interesting with them kind of rushing him back to fitness, um, wanting him to be ready for this. And he got the goal, which was great, but his his legacy at PSG, James, has just been so fascinating. Like to leave this, you know, MSN right group yeah, in yeah. Barcelona to kind of get more of a world stage presence, and almost yeah, the opposite, the opposite's happened, right? He's become more forgotten. Sure, in you know a cultural setting and maybe a fashion setting, <laughs> he's more noticeable in Paris, but like 
Well, he wanted to be the main man. He did. And, like, he's kind of got that a little bit, but, like, I just really think... I wonder if he's going to regret this move in years to come. Like, sure, you'll make a lot of money, you'll play prime time, but... Yeah, I think he's already probably regretted it. Like, you always hear about him trying to go back to Barcelona and stuff, realizing that he kind of didn't want to uh, leave Messi's shadow. I mean, Mbappe's kind of overshadowed him at BSG, which I like to see. Yeah. Because he's kind of... I don't know, he's just... Has he put in the work? Like, obviously, these guys put in a huge amount of work to get to where they're at. Yeah. But he had so much talent at such a young age that I think he's just like he's just chilling right now. So when you see people like Mbappe working uh, hard and then they start overshadowing it, it's like, okay, have you you have so much like um, potential, but so much expectation, and at the end of it, you're gonna find out whether Neymar's potential was reached and that's probably for the meantime probably not no yeah it's definitely tough to see like I'd love to see him do better and just for them to advance at some stage like you know everything from the Barcelona collapse to to last year against Man U which I think they still haven't recovered from to be honest because that was that was mad I was in Sheffield Mm -hmm. refreshing my phone and I was like okay yeah yeah it's done it's done and then all of a sudden it was like Penalty Rashford, I was like, no way. Yeah. We're going wild, but yeah, it's 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 really tricky. I would love to see them. They've got uh, a good enough squad. I just don't think like I don't think their manager's that strong to like take them to do anything really significant in Europe. Yeah. And I don't know. I just, I just, I don't see them winning it any yeah. anytime soon. I don't see them winning it while Mbappe and Neymar are there. Which is which is baffling, but I think there's been a bit of a problem with PSG and like coaches coming and not being able to manage the big egos and big talents. They're like, Emery got burnt out. Tuchel is not done. He's yeah, got a job he, as he, he came should. from Dortmund, right? And yeah. he got fired from Dortmund. I'm pretty yeah. sure for having uh, arguments with the board or whatever it may be. But um, yeah, like I I I I don't see him. I don't see him really being like that type of top level top level manager. For one of those, maybe in Germany, but yeah. um, I think like maybe like a Pochettino would do well at PSG. Whether that would ever happen, though. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was a good game. It was, it was exciting. It was probably it was the m- more exciting one of obviously Tuesday. Yeah, because we we had the the PS the Spur, uh, Liverpool Madrid one on Tuesday and that was yeah. like after the fourth first goal it was like mm, we're kind of done minutes, here yeah um, well speaking of Pochettino and his former club Spurs lost to RB Leipzig yesterday in what was a kind of baffling but also really awesome game to watch and you know Pochettino said that they're in real trouble with their injuries and you know Son is out for a few no, weeks Mourinho. still oh Mourinho sorry <laughs> Yo, did I say did I say Poch yeah oh Forgive me. You know, so, um, yeah, uh, Mourinho, so they're in real trouble. They've got new son, no son here for a few weeks. Kane's not supposed to be back till like, May 9th. Sissoko's hurt. And they showed signs of that. They played very well yesterday, Spurs, as much as I hate to admit that. Yeah. They played very well. But you can just see that no Kane, no party, no son, no party sometimes. They, um, I mean, Dortmund, or uh, Leipzig, sorry, were so good, though, to watch. So high pressing and just yeah. like they were all over the place. Um, what's his name? Hugo Lloris back to his best, um, making saving uh, Spurs from like the first minute on to the to the very last. Um, yeah, like I haven't seen Hugo Lloris play that well since he probably won the World Cup or even maybe even before that. Men in the match for you. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, he would still be man of the match. Mm. It's hard to like give the man of the match to like the losing team. Yeah, especially, but, but yeah, f- for sure. Like he, it should have been a lot more. Spurs didn't actually play that bad. People like uh, uh, La Celso in the middle of the park. Um, I think he played really well. I think he's playing really well these days. Um, it was just obviously the penalty. It was like a kind of a bad just ran into him tripped him down fair enough but Werner clinical put that away yeah. yeah but Leipzig yeah like Leipzig should have probably ran away with it yeah 
you know, and it's like Spurs Spurs have gotten gradually better. Their results have been gradually better than when Poch was there, but um, still a lot of questions. But obviously, like, when you don't have Sun and you don't have Kane, it's going to be hard. Like, M- Lucas Moore is a good uh, striker, striking option, but... Um, that he's not going to be like Son or Kane, mm-hmm. or at least having one of those guys to uh, assist him or mm-hmm. come off the bench. But as a Spurs fan, you're probably a little bit, you know, injuries regardless, you're probably a little bit frustrated because like, this is why you brought Jose in. Like, Champions League is usually his bre- bed, bread and butter. You're yeah, be but a little bit frustrated that injuries aside that you aren't. Yeah, but there ne- there's, I think there's there's a lot of problems at Spurs, I think. Yeah. You saw Deli Alley come off. I'd love to see it. And then just kind of. <laughs> crack off um he i mean he played a lot he played well for a couple games when Mourinho came in and then he's kind of fizzled out again so Mm -hmm. when you have those players not playing to their ability because he was so good a couple of seasons ago um then you start having like real questions did you see what uh, Mourinho said in the presser he said when someone asked him about Deli Ali being mad he's like well he knows that Team wasn't playing that well, and then they got a lot better when I took them off. <laughs> I, like, <laughs> I didn't see that. That's awesome, though. It's classic Jose. But Leipzig, they played well, and they have a good team. Like when you look through it, and they have that, they have uh, is Angel Angelino mm-hmm. from uh, from Man City. Yeah, you know he looks like, um, and he played really well. He reminds me of the coach for Argentina for whatever reason, the national coach. I don't know why. He just looks like him a little, like the shorter, stockier guy. I don't know for for whatever reason. It seemed like kind of his baldness and just the, there was just one throw when he made. Yeah, and I was like, it was him. that that really looks like him. But I'm trying to stall as you pull the picture up. <laughs> oh, you're thinking of the other guy. What's his name? Uh, oh, am I thinking of somebody else? You're thinking of the guy who he used to be the coach. Oh, Jorge Sampaio. Yeah, for the last World Cup. Yeah, yeah, he does. <laughs> looks yes. like his dad. Not crazy. Um. But yeah, I liked uh, and those, and the kits looked nice as well. Oh, fresh kits, you know, those looked Red Bull Leipzig. Yeah, I can't believe they got away with that, man. Just to have the little RB in front of it. We'll see. We're uh, we'll chat a little bit about uh, football monopolies in a Ooh. bit here. But Red Bull's one that's actually doing it really, really well. Yeah, they've grown so slowly, but like they have obviously the MLS team, Salzburg. Yeah. Um, Leipzig, I think they have a couple more, and I think they wanted to go into England, and people were just like, no, no, no. But I would, l- I'd love to see it. RB Portsmouth. <laughs> <laughs> so looking to these second legs now, obviously there's a lot of playing time in between. Well, let's go. Let's go to oh, sorry, Valencia, yes. Valencia, Atlanta, sorry. Atlanta first. That one was just tremendous. Valencia, obviously. I think Valencia's easiest op- opponent was going to be Atalanta, but like from what I've learned about Atalanta over the last little while, they are a force. Um, I've got a friend who regularly punts um, all Atalanta home games because they just went, they always win at home. And then after watching um, Derby days, oh yeah, with Atalanta. They're just yeah. I just I I've I've got an affection for them, and it was good to see them actually coming through the group stages because I think they were like they lost their first like two or three games in the group stages, and then to come back and obviously went four one yesterday. The thing is also Valencia um, missed their chances tremendously. Oh, they missed so many chances, and Atlanta just um, converted their chances. Clinical. And then when Valencia brought on people like Denis Cheryshev, uh, the the Russian, he scored one, almost scored a second, but they didn't bring him on until, you know, 70th minute or something like that. So when you're looking at the lineup, it was just a little, or not the 70th minute, they brought him on. He scored in the 66th. So. But, yeah, like, I don't know. Atalanta, you're not going to go to... As much as Valencia's stadium is kind of a fortress for them, you're not overturning 4-1, I think. I mean, you could, obviously. Well, that's the thing, But right? I don't see Atlanta slipping up after 
some of the goals they scored and just the the game they played. I think they um, they're more than capable of seeing it out, and and I hope they do. I think a Santi Corzola masterclass is incoming for the second leg because he wants to play Arsenal. Oh, actually, no, they're in Champions League. What am I saying? That's Villarreal as well, bro. Oh, that too. <laughs> we'll scrap that from the record. Um, yeah, I, this is the only one I didn't watch. Um, I did watch some of the highlights, though, and yeah, clinical. But yeah, just absolutely, everyone was absolutely shocked about this result. They also had their like starting goalkeeper on the bench. Obviously, I don't know what, you know, I could be, you know, just chatting shit, but like, <laughs> um, you look at the bench and you're like, I could fit at least like three or four of those guys on the, in the starting lineup and mm-hmm. probably make it arguably better. So, and they bro- ended up bringing on the two attacking players, but yeah, they, um, I think they kind of shot themselves in the foot there. And seeing how they won it, that was their like easy, easy plan is getting through Atlanta. Atlanta. I, uh, I don't well, think they well, will, uh, no. <laughs> they'll be in the next round. No. So out of those four, James, who do you see holding on and maybe building upon their winning side already? Or who do you see kind of turning around and pulling off a, a comeback win? Okay, we'll start from the bottom. Atalanta for sure going through. Okay. Um, I think Valencia's going to turn it around. Okay. Heard it here first. Okay. take. That's fine. Spurs and RB Leipzig. Oh. I just they played so they played so dominant at Spurs's uh, ground that I think when they go home with all their fans behind them, I think they'll probably end up getting it. Um, and they actually have a striker, yeah, um, who's clinical and and fit. So <coughs> even though I'd like to see Spurs get through, I, I think uh, I think this one goes to Leipzig. Yeah, we agree there. I think also if Spur, it's probably better for Spurs this season if they stop thinking about Champions League. Yeah, because there's a lot of the we'll get to the prem in a little bit, but yeah. there's a lot more up for grabs all of a sudden now for for top true five. And it's just like I don't think they're gonna get you're not gonna get back to the final this year. Yeah. Okay. And your season's not been spectacular, so if you could focus on maybe just like one securing either top four or um or maybe are they in any more comp, comp, cup competitions? I don't know. Winning a cup. That's what he's there for. I believe they're in. I think they're in the FA Cup still. Yeah. I don't think they care about. But that's done already. Yeah. Um, so Leipzig to go through. Um, I'd like to see Dortmund go through because I'd like to see Holland uh, keep a, keep up his yeah. scoring. I think he's got like, he's like the fastest player to get ten goal, ten Champions League goals, and he's gotten them in seven matches. Like he's gonna go beyond his age now in goals here pretty quick. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, Dortmund to go through. Because I think they've just got such an exciting team, and I'd like to see him keep on going. Um, and but you could be wrong. Like you could see uh, PSG could definitely finally do it. You could, well, you could see them pulling it out of the back. You could see Mbappe just showing up and be like, "Yo, I'm the I'm the <laughs> the team star." And then this is the big one. I don't know. I don't know how they're gonna play it. Like. Liverpool. I don't know if Atletico is just going to throw out what they throw their tactics out of the window. And <sighs> I see Liverpool bringing it back. I see Liverpool bringing it back. I think Atletico's kind of not had that bet good of a season, or their players have kind of underperformed. Oh, James, this is so interesting because Liverpool's their second leg is right before they play Everton. And then they've got the following game they could win against Crystal Palace. So all of a sudden there's a bit of conflict maybe in there in terms of how you're going to play your guys. But I have to think Liverpool are going to do it. I I just don't see how Atletico can sustain being under the gun for another 90 Because there's no mistake. Maybe Atletico comes out with a bit of pace in the beginning. But they will be absolutely under the gun for the full 90. Yeah, but they're not a bad team. It's not like they're like, you know. No. It's not... Like they're playing anyone that's not, they're they're 
they're supposed to be there, you know? Yeah. They're not this out of their Liverpool, league. Liverpool, defending champions. Yeah. Like, that was their first goal they conceded, I think, in, like, six Like, it was only insane, like, 600 minutes, something like that. Like, mad stat. Um, yeah, I see Liverpool probably bring them back. But I wouldn't be surprised if, like, it maybe ends, like, 2-1 and they get a cheeky goal and oh. end up going through. That's the thing. You know what? A good friend of mine had this great saying. He's like, the ball is round. Anything can happen. And I always just took that to heart. I was like, yep. You always use that for the underdog games. Anything can happen, right? That is true. And it probably will. Well, I think that closes out our, our Champions League discussion. Um, obviously, the big news and big talking point of this week. And, of course, it happened the day after we recorded last week's podcast. Yeah, we might have to do two, two a week. We coming closer. Because <laughs> I keep on I keep, we keep on uh, getting out of the studio and then an hour goes by and something tremendous happens. Yeah, we, like, I know it's usually like it's even already or after yeah end of the workday in England right now. So I'm always assuming everything's going to be out or done yeah. by now. I mean, our uh, our our uh, two teams play today. Does your team play today? My team does play today. Yeah. So by the time we're done this, you know, we'll be watching. Be having the pints. I might drive today. I might go to the might go to the pub and watch that one. There you go. Hey. Anyways. Um. Well, you kick it off then. Okay. So Man City have been formally banned by UEFA and fined thirty million pounds because of inflated revenue numbers and an overall. There's a little bit to discuss about what their legal ramifications are, but obviously it came from those leaked documents from Der Spiegel, yeah, which basically showed that the last inquisition that UEFA had with Man City was all farce and that they actually like withheld stuff and weren't cooperative and their emails. Yeah. Um, the one email in particular said, you know, <laughs> we would rather spend $30 million on the best 50 lawyers in the world yeah. to sue them for the next 10 years. I saw that. That's like, funny. James, this is like, this is such, I don't think the reality of it is really set in. Like, obviously everyone's thinking about the Champions League ramifications and, and Pep, but the bigger thing is like, this is the first time that UEFA have formally yeah. decided to go after somebody. Yeah. And they have to get this right because if they don't get this right, they've basically said that, you know what, if if you're, you know, a team with a country behind you of finances, mm-hmm. we're gonna we're gonna, you know, give into this. Yeah. What well, are some of your takeaways kind of for, for seeing all this go down? Well, obviously it's it's all due to like this false sponsorship revenue. Yeah. Where like Eddie had only actually like probably and I think gave Man City like eight million. I don't know if that was eight million a year or yeah for that year it was eight million sponsorship and then the rest of it was actually funded by Sheikh Mansur, you know just under and they obviously so it's fraud yeah you know they they altered documents and yada 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 and this whole financial fair play is actually to save clubs from administ like an administration due to uh, owners. Pumping in all this money, yeah, and then the debt, then yeah, then dipping out, you know, yeah. because they're trying to save. But like these, here's the thing: is like we can understand that, but I, it's more for like smaller clubs. I think anything, like I don't think Sheikh Mansur is going anywhere anytime soon. No, and if they if he sells it to anyone, he's just probably going to sell it to one of his richer friends. Yeah, and because as well, Man City have no debt. They, they've got a lease on the stadium, but they would buy it out tomorrow if they're given the option. Yeah, because the their owner's uh, pockets are, like, it's unlimited. It's like a, you know, yeah, all you can all, eat buffet, yeah. you know? Yeah, the, the element of the fraud makes sense because, you know. They have it, so much money, and they're like, we're going to, we want to get around here legally yeah. to be able to invest all this money, but, like, the, the comparison I kind of saw was like, you know, if you got a row of houses on for sale in the market, you kind of know if this house is 700000 the one next to it is you get that. But if one's $2.5 million down the road, but they're all the same build, yeah. there's questions. So this is where it's like, how does UEFA determine that they inflated their numbers with their kit sponsorships, right? With yeah. Eddie Adds, they have the stadium, they got the front of the jersey, they sponsor the academy. And it's tough, too, because, like, you know, obviously it's his cousin who runs Eddie at, uh, yeah. the guy who runs Man City. So there's just a lot of ramifications, and there's a lot of just legal mumbo-jumbo that they're having to, to sort out. But 
in terms of the, you know what FFP went out to do was you know take care of debt, make sure clubs were accountable to how much they were spending. Yeah. City check all the boxes there. So yeah. I there's a lot of a feel, I think there's a big feeling around Man City that they've been targeted, that this is unfair, and that they're gonna fight this for yeah. sure. It's also from UEFA who aren't necessarily like, you know, the. Uh, Upstanding citizens. They're not. You know, no, they're not. <laughs> they're not. But oh, you mean they hosted a final in a city that you know committed a genocide? What? Yeah. So, it's it does look, it does seem a bit targeted. But I think I know the whole system of like fighting it. They have there's going to be like three kind of judges, and one's going to be appointed by. This is for cast, right? Yeah. Yeah. By cast, and then one's by. Um, city and then ones by UEFA, so it's like, and if they're willing to spend thirty million, the thirty million euros is like redundant because yeah, they, they they'll the just bucket. pay that, and then the thirty million for these lawyers they'll just pay that. They don't care. They're they will fight this. Yeah, and I, and all these players are coming out and saying they don't care if they get banned for no, two they years. Do care. <laughs> um, I think like you'll see some of people some people leave. Um. I don't think Pep. Now that Pep's came, Pep just came out for the second time. I think saying that he would stay if they went to League Two. Yeah, I don't <laughs> shut up. I don't think they're gonna go to League Two. Yeah, it's a little bit over dramatic. Um, but I think I don't think it's gonna be as bad as as they think. And also, plus, if if this hearing or these three judges, um, if there's not a if there's not a verdict by like July, then Man City can still play next season's Champions League. So then they would only end up missing like one season, or they yeah. would push it onto. Yeah. So and really, either they need to get a move on and f- figure out what's happening, or it's just kind of like paperwork, and yeah. and people aren't really going to yeah. care that much. The flip side of that is your recruitment though for the summer, and like when you're trying to get these, because Pep wants to overhaul, Pep wants to work on the squad again. And if you can't confirm for the players you're trying to sign that you've got Champions League in the yeah. fall, that's a big problem for City as well. Yeah, um, I think, y- you know, it would be good if they did like a Chelsea because they have such a good academy as well. Just start funneling kids out of the academy. <laughs> Phil Foden gets a game. Foden! <laughs> More than four minutes. So... I don't know. I don't think it after like kind of. It's probably good that it took a week uh, until we recorded. Yeah. Because a lot's come out. The again. dust is yeah. kind of settled, and yeah. I don't think it's going to be as bad as some people were first making out making it out. Pep, I wanted him to like go to Juve or something. I wanted him out, but it seems that not everyone's like that worried about it. You know, these guys are still these guys are getting paid like three hundred grand a week. Like, you know. They don't care. Yeah. And I, I focus on the league. <laughs> yeah, I guess you have to now. I, I don't know. I don't see how that I, I could see it being a settlement of one season being out and then that's manageable because two is actually really bad for both. You know, that's a, I think it's about a fifth of their income is from Champions League. And it's like if you start losing that kind of money, yes, you got deep pockets, but you also be under more scrutiny for FFP. But yeah, this is a huge watershed moment. And uh, there's some stuff today as well with UEFA going after the PSG owner, and because that's even more whack. Yeah. When you look into that, with well, the PSG one, it's actually insane how, you know, Qatar owns them, then they own the TV rights, mm-hmm. so they can choose then when PSG plays to maximize profit. But anyways, yeah. that one's another can of worms. But the problem with the league now is actually it opens it up to this crazy race all of a sudden now, because we've been having this, you know, kind of second and third or third and fourth race mm. more fourth really because Leicester have, have got enough points I think between them and fourth but to see Sheffield United now sitting in fifth and it's like as things stand they would be in Champions League next season like I think it's given a lot of teams like okay like this is a huge opportunity for us to to go for broke here yeah yeah um, I think I think it would be bad if Man City get kicked out of the Champions League because as much as I'd like to see like Sheffield United, I'd like to see Wolves up there and stuff. Arsenal. Yeah, Ar- Arsenal. It would be 
humiliating for England <laughs> next year. If you had, Why do you care about that? If you had, yeah, I wouldn't. But like having Leicester and Wolves and Sheffield United, I'll in, pick up the chef. You know, it'd be like Jesus. <laughs> and Liverpool just trying to hold their own. Um, yeah, it would. I think Man City. Who cares? Who cares? You know, just if you get kicked out, focus on the league. You've just lost by. You know, how much is it? 20 points or something like that? Like, yeah. so focus on the league, man. Yeah, well, the, I I think it's, it's that, James. I actually think the league's going to be thrown away. I think this is the year where they're going to go and win the Champions League. Can you imagine the scenes? I thought that, I thought that too. Because I this could lead. I, the, I think they're favorites now. Yeah, this could be really the greatest kick up the rear side for them just to go, you know what? We're doing it. Yeah. And I actually, I'll probably be cheering. For, I, I can't imagine the scenes of them winning it and then yeah. being kicked out the following two years. Well, that's the thing is that Man City don't want, or UEFA don't want to have to hand over the... Uh, oh, I'd love to see it. You know? Like, can you imagine, like, all their owners up there with the UEFA bosses and just, like, pure animosity? Yeah, there would be. they just have the biggest smiles on their faces. And then, as well, it opens up another conversation of would Pep be willing to go then if they had a two-year ban after that still? Well, if you win the Champions League, then, yeah. like Mission probably, accomplished. Yeah. Aguero probably goes too, like all these guys that have come out just to do that. Agu- yeah, Aguero. Aguero always said he would stay until they won the Champions League. <laughs> but uh, and So they play, the, they play Real next week, right? Yeah. That's all, oh, man. It's going to be interesting because Real's not been like, even though they're up at the top of the league and stuff, they haven't been like as um, as crazy as they were, like with Christian with when Cristiano was in there. Yeah, they haven't really been making the headlines as much. They've been winning, as the most important thing. But you don't really. I've not watched a whole ton of Real Madrid this year, and makes two of us. But I haven't really seen much news about them. You know. It's finally, the dance finally kind of got yeah. them back doing their thing, which is awesome. I mean, the Wales Golf Madrid, I think that yeah. was the highlight. And that tells you a lot. That was the main news coming out of that camp, right? Yeah. Cause I think, yeah, it's always the Gareth Bale news that's kind of coming out of that camp. Wales Golf I love that chant, dude. Big up the Welsh community. Yeah. Well, I think that kind of wraps it up there for the Man City part of uh, this conversation. Um, we saw some stuff with La Liga that kind of caught your eye, and do you want to kind of, you want to run with that? Yeah, we'll start with, we'll start with the emergency deal that's yes. just been put through. So, Barcelona, I think the, I think who the, whoever's running Barcelona right now like drinks whiskey at breakfast because this guy is just. I just don't understand. They sacked their ma- they sacked that manager a couple se- couple uh, weeks ago, or maybe a month ago or so, um, after they lose um, in a cup competition to Atletico, um, when they're sitting like even on points at, at the top of the league. They f- they then bring in the Real Betis coach, who if you look at Real Betis, they're like 14th. You know they've got a great team, but they're like 14th in La Liga. Yeah. It's like. And they're like, oh, this guy's like a disciple of Johan Cruyff. It's like, I don't care, man. Like, disciple. <laughs> you're 12th with like a quality team. Yeah. They, like they've and they play like Barcelona win games, you know. So, you could coach Barcelona and you'd get some results. I think. I think I I, I don't know. They. This week they were granted a emergency transfer. Right, because of Suarez and Dembele being hurt. Correct. So they went and went down to 19th in La Liga to uh, Leganes. I mean, I don't even... I know this team, but I don't know how to say the, the name, so I apologize. For Martin Braithwaite, the, the most English-sounding name in the world... That 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 guy just sounds like Brexit. <laughs> Brexit FC. Um, he's a Danish striker. He played at he played at Middlesbrough and didn't do much. And I think this year he's got 
in four, 24 matches, he's got six goals. And he's their main striker in a relegation battle. And they end up getting him for... 18 million. Well, yeah. they buy him out for 18 million. They buy him out. And then, for this emergency thing. And then yeah. Leganis says, La Liga, can we go purchase a player because you've just they've just stolen our player? No. What? Like, how does this happen? Yeah. Go pick up a free agent or something. You can't... St- yeah, then steal someone's player and then say, sorry. Yeah, I, I feel like perhaps the problem would be like, okay, so then they steal someone. Yeah, yeah, of course. And then it's a, they want to steal someone. So it's like, yeah, but yeah, I, I understand. Like, that's, I can't imagine how frustrated that But would you be. can't do, like, I've seen goalkeepers getting picked up, like emergency loans. Emergency loans, not even like yeah. people getting bought, but like emergency loans. I, I remember, I think it was Martin Fulop went from Sunderland to Man City like years ago. Emergency loan for a backup goalkeeper, okay? Not I'm stealing your the guy who's kind of in amongst the dogfight of the bottom. And it's like, okay, what's this guy going to do? Yeah, sit on the bench, he keep didn't, warm. He, he couldn't get a goal for you or for Middlesbrough. You think he's going to... That's such a kick in the teeth. It's like it's worse than that Kevin Prince-Boateng uh, transfer. Right. There's been some bad transfers. This guy... Like Julian Faubert when he went to Real Madrid, or even Thomas Gravison, who was actually a really good footballer. Martin Braithwaite in a... I'm seeing a dark picture of Martin Braithwaite <laughs> in a Barcelona kit, and it's giving me the fear. You know? It's just like... him. He's going to be playing with Messi next week. The guy who couldn't do it at Middlesbrough is going to be sitting beside Messi... Being like, all right, what's the like? Never give hit kids. Never give up. Never give up. Straight up. <laughs> no surrender. He has he has the best agent in the world. That's insane. Because so, he must have had a pretty short list for emergency players, and I was like, yeah, Braithwaite. Braithwaite sounds yeah, like a good go lad. Yeah, I just I I I was just super surprised with like last year he played nineteen times and got uh, four goals. Like mad, I know him from FIFA like years ago. I was like, "Oh, this guy's actually pretty sick. I'll pick him up." But like, I was never with Barcelona, so yeah, it was just I just saw it, and it's like kind of the world goes mad about sometimes, and then just when they're like, "No, you can't, uh, you can't pick up anyone." I mean, I guess they could go like get a free agent or whatever, and I'm wondering if maybe is there any transfer windows still open China you know I don't know. but like also like what, what? why doesn't Barcelona go after some kid from in the Chinese league yeah why are you like this is such an underwhelming signing as well it's just yeah it's I, like they were only going to say yes because you know yeah this is your plan to catch Madrid now yeah is this guy yeah clown <laughs> <laughs> yeah and then also I wanted to touch on I don't know much about this, but Getafe being th- being third. Um, I 12, was twelve wins, six draws, six losses, and they're third. Like that's. I was a big I was a big fan of, um, like at the start of the year, I was thinking that Atletico Madrid would win, walk away with the league, due to Barcelona, due to Real Madrid kind of being like meh, and Barcelona, not really catching my eye either. Atletico Madrid invested so heavily with that Yao Felix, who's done now this year. I don't know if he's gotten. I don't know if he, uh, how many goals he's gotten. Probably like, f- I think only like four or something like that. Um, but they, they had a good squad, and they're you know they're they're fourth. Getafe, however, yeah, just absolutely rocking it. You said they were in the Europa League. Yeah, they play Ajax today. Which is all weird. I didn't realize Ajax was in the Europa League as well. Yeah, I didn't understand. That. Like, so they they must have been doing it last year as well. Yeah, I think they had a, it was a miracle into the top. I guess top five. They're like England, yeah, top five. I'm here for it, man. But they're like from this small town outside of Madrid, and I'm surprised. Like, I haven't heard anything about these guys. Like, I understand it's a league that doesn't get much coverage outside of your top two big teams, but this is a cool story, and like. 
be fun to like kind of chat with somebody from there and see like what's it been like, what's the vibe been like, what's the experience been like seeing your team progress into this really cool tournament because they only lost two one against Barcelona as well on the weekend, yeah, which is insane. Yeah, yeah, I'm here for it, man. Like they, um, I hope they secure third. I think that that's Champions League for them. Yeah. So. Well, it's a dogfight, right? You've got it's basically it's thirty, yeah, thirty-eight points from seventh with Valencia to forty-two points with the Catafe at forty-two. So it's 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 gonna be a close fight there. Again, you love to see that. You love to see a close race. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm here for it. I'm uh, yeah, and I think I could be chatting. I felt like they just got they may, may have been promoted a couple of seasons ago. Sounds about right. But they're definitely as exciting to watch with them and season. we'll see what they do today with, with Ajax. Let's see here. So what seasons? In twenty sixteen, twenty seventeen they were in the second division. Another third. So yeah, let's uh, let's go for the league next year. <laughs> <laughs> Leagues on notice. That's awesome. Well, it's so far our f- longest podcast now, James. We're at we're forty-five minutes. So forty-five. You made it this far. We we congratulate you. Yeah, I've I've woke up now. Um, what do you think is going to happen? These two games um, are are starting pretty quick here. Um, we won't have obviously an opportunity to chat about the results until next week. But what are your feelings for Arsenal? Who um, do they play? Uh, we play Olympiacos at twelve o'clock today, so I got a little bit of time still to to wait. But I'm excited. I think there's a lot of excitement back in this team now. There's a lot of hope again in this team, and you know, settle down. The, the jury's a little <laughs> bit okay. The Arteta stuff. I think he's come in. He stopped the rot, which is great to see. He's done a good job kind of getting some better training to these guys. He's getting better performance out of Mustafi, out of Xhaka, and that's really exciting to see. But I don't want to jump the gun too much here. Like, I want to see how... Like, this is basically like a trial these next two months, right? Like, figure out low expectations. But with the Europa League, I think it's a great opportunity for them to go and please get a top, get a trophy at the end of the season, put a statement in, and then Pep can come be Arteta's co-manager next season. But I'm looking forward to the game today. I don't think we have any team news yet, unfortunately. Yep. I know Torreira's hurt. I know Ozil's going to be out. Um, and it's it's exciting to see. Like we're we're back again, back again, and and it, um, it's good to see them kind of having a bit of pride back in the team and the fan base as well. Like starting to to get excited, get some wins under our belt, and and to keep going here. Has Pablo Ma- Mari no played yet? I think it could be his first today. He played at the U23s with Rob Holding this week already. So, yeah, we're all waiting for his debut, but Mustafi is somehow making it hard for him to be dropped, which is exciting to see as well. Clean sheet on the weekend against Newcastle. I'm I'm, I'm just on the Wikipedia page right now looking at the squad. It's like captain, vice captain, third captain, fourth captain. Why do we need need this many captains, guys? Come on. Um, Cedric from Southampton, has he played yet? No, he has not played yet either. So probably opportunity for them to play today. Yeah. Um, I imagine he'll move the squad around quite a bit, Arteta. You know, we've got Everton on the weekend now. Uh, or no. Yeah, we do. Yeah, we have got them on the... And Everton's actually playing pretty well. The, no. Yeah, that's it. Oh, we got to win that one. Um, so at Emirates, right? Uh, no, we are... Oh, wait. I can't even pronounce that stadium name. Ka. Uh, <laughs> what? The Olympiacos Stadium name? Oh, no. Oh, I'm talking about uh, Ever- when you play Everton. Oh, Everton. Because um, I think last time you played at Goodison, didn't you? We that were... was a, such a boring game to watch. Oh, got up at 4.30 to watch that. You got up at 4.30, but... Yeah, we're at Emirates for that one. That was when the that's when Adel- uh, Ancelotti and Arteta's first games were. Yep. When they played. Um, okay. And then, obviously... So you think you'll get through at Olympiacos? I think... I think we'll be fine. Okay. I would see a comfortable two, maybe two one. Okay. Um, and then Celtic actually kick off now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Trust me, you'll you'll know who 
You'll you'll know who you'll uh, know who when when they win that SPFL and and you see us up there. Mate, I think um I hope I hope uh both Celtic and Rangers get through, <sighs> which th- I believe they will, and then um the old firm. I hope we play semifinal. No, I hope we play Man City, Man U, and Arsenal, and then it's gonna be unfortunate for for Arsenal. <laughs> yeah. I hope Celtic play Arsenal and then we just do you. Yeah, I bet. Um, Tierney's going to put a master class on. He'll come back to I us for that one. Yeah, he'll come back with us because he's not <laughs> been playing with you guys. Um, he's been hurt. Yeah, I know. But yeah, I think Celt- Celtic played Copenhagen. Copenhagen. That's um, a tough one. I don't think so. Okay. <laughs> we'll see by next week. We'll <laughs> see by next week. We're there. We're there. Um, we're over there today. I think the way we've been playing, obviously the the league's always like the the uh, the priority. But I think if we can get through here, because what's this? The round of thirty two. Yeah. So if we can get to the last sixteen and then maybe make an effort at it, I'd be happy. But I'm you know priorities on yeah. the league. And we want these we want these bigger name teams to keep going cuz that's what brings more excitement to it, right? Like if we get a Rangers Arsenal or a Celtic Man U well that and that's the thing is like with the the Champions League is so like exclusive now where it takes Celtic like four uh try, tries to to even get into the group stages. So it's like if you can do a good run in Europe in the Europa League, then that's definitely the uh the place to be, but yeah, I, th- I think I think we'll get through them. Um, I have no, I have no uh, real, what's the word? Fear. Fear. <laughs> Score yeah. prediction. Um, we're away from home today. Oh, that shouldn't matter. Two one, two one today. Two one, two one. Nice conservative two one. Yeah, Love to hear it. Well. I think that's it. I right? think that wraps it up for, for us. That was good, though. Yeah, it's always good. We usually have to wake up around 10 o'clock, so that's it's pretty good there. Yeah. Um, thank you so much for listening. Um, we're trying to do a bit more engagement of, like, what do people want to hear us talk about? What do we want, people want to kind of hear us engage with? And we're still figuring this out, too, but we're, we're kind of finding a nice rhythm of recapping stuff and, and talking about some hot-button issues. That's true. And the, um, the MLS is back next week next weekend so we'll probably start chatting more about the white caps and um unfortunately and <laughs> <laughs> and nolan's um nolan's uh, way to get into the the training camp oh right? yes so we'll have the we'll, we'll i have, got a yes for that hey did you yeah, yeah i couldn't make it we'll have all the ins and outs of uh what's happening in the camp and uh Who's uh? We'll get Mark to intro the podcast. One yeah, week. exactly. So, so what's it called? Who are you? Okay, it's what kind of? Yeah, because my my intros haven't been good enough. <laughs> <That'd> um, be good. <laughs> but yeah, we'll chat more about the MLS and um, we'll just kind of add that into the conversation. Yeah, and maybe see you. Yeah, every podcast is every episode's different and the same all at the same time. Different and the same at the same time. Well, that'll do it for us, guys. Thank you so much for listening. I'm always Nolan Braun. And I'm James.